is Sunday night, April the 11th, 2021. I am Stephen Mulehausen from The Zone. Daryl Rivera will be joining me. As you see, there's two of these banners, and T.Y. will be joining me in a few moments. But the night of WrestleMania 32, 30. And WrestleMania 37 is definitely in the books. It took place night two from Raymond James Stadium out in Tampa, Florida. Sold out as WWE sent me a press release to tout two consecutive nights, 25,675. But before we get to all those goodies... I want to thank everyone who joined us last night. It was a long night. Trust me. I promise. I know and I understand. But thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. It means a lot. It's greatly appreciated. It means a whole lot more than you guys definitely understand. Yeah, It really, really does. So thank you guys. It means a lot. I love you. Thank you so much. Don't forget, it's very simple. It doesn't matter how you watch. If you watch via Facebook, it's simple. Like the Walkway to Fight Club. Follow the page. Also, like the video. Like it. Heart it. Give me a ha-ha. Thumbs down. Leave a crap ton of comments. Leave questions. We had a ton last night. Answering them all. It wasn't until 4 in the morning, but you know what, though? They all... Are they all got answered at the end of the day? If you're watching via YouTube, it's simple. Give it the old thumbs up, hit that subscribe button. Subscribers keep coming up. Got a really good interview up with AEW CEO and owner Tony Khan. Stuff with Drew McIntyre, Braun Strowman. Got a goodie, another goodie for you guys coming tomorrow. I'm working hard, working hard for the man. Not Becky Lynch, who we did not see tonight, and we will get into that in a little while. But a very good interview tomorrow. I will have up for you guys. I'll have it chopped up, and I'll have it for you guys later in the day as I am getting my first COVID shot tomorrow. I wasn't supposed to get it. I was supposed to get it April 24th, the day of UFC 261. But you know what? Crap in my town happens. They open it up to a place. It's at a whole banquet center near my house. So my wife signed me up. And then a good interview popped up. I got reached out to. And your boy ain't turning down interviews, ladies and gentlemen. So that interview will be up tomorrow. Video interview. So the video will be up tomorrow. I'm working on a couple things to tinker up the the graphic game in terms of I'm not very good at graphics so I apologize so from the bottom of my heart (laughs) so if you're wondering why I'm not having we don't have graphics right now my graphic game is very minimal at best if anyone knows how to do graphics please let me know please I do apologize. I'm kind of just looking at my phone here. I was waiting for Daryl to come and join us. But 
Don't forget, if you listen to the audio version of the podcast, it's simple. Rate, review, subscribe. We're available on every podcasting platform, whether it's Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, iHeart. And there's like 16,420 podcast platforms. I didn't know this, but they're definitely there. So, hey, I want to see, want to thank everyone who has been listening. It's been a banner month. I'm sh- I'm kind of baffled because I didn't think you guys cared that much, but no, I want to thank you guys so much. I want to thank you to all the great guests. So, but let's kind of get. I want to give the my thoughts really quickly on the show and give your thoughts to WrestleMania 37. Leave questions, leave comments, tell me what you thought. The head of the table, the tribal chief, Roman Reigns retained the WWE Universal Championship over Kevin Owens and not Kevin Owens over over Daniel Bryan and Edge. Rhea Ripley becomes the Raw Women's Champion, defeating Asuka. Apollo Crews, with the help of Daba Kato, becomes the Intercontinental Champion. Shayna Baszler retain Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax retain the Raw the WWE Women's Tag Team Titles over Natalia and Tamina. Randy Orton beat Bray Wyatt. We'll get we'll get into that complete utter nonsense and also we saw i'm trying to get like that mere image of that match i'm trying to i'm really just trying to get out of my mind kevin owens defeated Sami Zayn, and logan paul took a stunner thank god my thoughts on wrestlemania 37 night two i had very high expectations just just because of what we saw last night, and if you look at this card on paper, it was a much better card. And it's on the knock on what we saw on night one last night. It was just, it's the way I saw it, and that's the way it looked like it was going to be. That, unfortunately... Didn't happen. I thought it was a a subpar show. I thought a lot of I thought some of the matches under delivered, which I was very very surprised by. Wasn't expecting a lot of those matches to under deliver. That was quite the disappointment. I don't know what. I think it was just because we were we had such high expectations for this show. And look at what we ended up getting. And I hate saying that because you could tell the talent worked very hard. And I don't want to take away from the talent. You know they were geeked. You know they were excited to be in front of fans. And I thought the MVP of the entire weekend was the fans. The fans made WrestleMania 37, and you can you can just tell how excited the not the fans were because they were giving the right reactions. They weren't manufactured like we've been seeing at the Thunderdome. And what we got was, and you look at particularly the main event. Roman Reigns got heavily booed. Daniel Bryan got cheered. Edge got a great reaction. You know, 
Ripley got cheered. Asuka got cheered. The right people got cheered. The right people got booed. But they were loud. They were letting everybody know that they're here. They want to be there. And WWE's gotten a lot of flack for having fans at WrestleMania. Because Florida's just, it's the wild, wild west. They're, you know, look at the UFC coming there in, in a little less than two weeks. I turned, you know, and it seemed like the way they had them socially distant for the most part, it looked okay. I, I don't know. I haven't gotten a full report from people I know that were there. So we'll have to see. But the talent worked hard, but the show just didn't. I just couldn't jive with it for some reason. I couldn't get beyond the last two matches of the show and parts of Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. This show was hard to get into. I just couldn't. I couldn't. What about you guys? Were you guys able to get into the show? Am I being just very naive? Am I being am I being too harsh? I really don't, in all honesty, I don't think I am. But I could see why some would think I am. Because it's all, be like, oh, come on, Steve. You know, it's the, t- the talent worked hard. They worked their ass off. Yeah, they worked their ass off. But, like, you look at the opening match. We'll just, and we'll get right into it. And we'll get more to the, we'll kind of work bottom, work way up. The show started. With Randy Orton and the Fiend Bray Wyatt. And I said this to the guy that was editing for the zone and for the zone this evening. And that was the craziest yet one of the coolest entrances in the history of WrestleMania. You see like Bray and that kind of like all the way in the back. It kind of like that when the weekend does his entrance, it was kind of, it was like that. And I thought, I'm like, okay, this is actually going to be pretty cool. And then they do the whole, the whole firefly Funhouse theme. Alexis comes out, Alexa bliss comes out. And then like Bray Wyatt comes out like in his Jack in the box with the eerie music. And I'm like, Oh man, I'm like, this is actually pretty cool. And whoever left that heart. Thank you. I heart you. Thank you so much. That means a lot. It's greatly appreciated. Don't forget. It's simple, guys. Give a reaction. If you're watching via Facebook on the Walkway to Fight Club Facebook page, it's simple. Leave a leave a comment on the video and also leave leave a comment. Leave a thumbs up, a heart, a ha-ha, a thumbs down. Tell me I suck. However you guys got to do it, do it. But I, I'm like... So baffled, I'm seeing this jack-in-the-box. Then Alexis, like, <laughs> doing the lever. And then, like, I'm like, pops. I'm like, oh, my God, it's so cool. They had me for a minute. And then they, and then they got in the ring, and it was blah. Orton worked hard. You could tell, Randy Orton was working really hard. Randy Orton, I felt like, hit a big point to prove in this match and he tried hard it's just this fiend character it's hard 
It's just it's hard for he's never Wyatt's never been a great wrestler to begin with. This just really didn't help the cause, and there he is, the handsomest man in all the land, Ey Daryl Rivera. When going over Randy Orton, just kind of giving thoughts here. We're talking about Orton and Wyatt, and Orton had his working shoes on. The thing did his shit. Orton went for it. RKO. He missed. White was about to hit Sister Abigail. And then out comes Alexa Bliss from the Jack in the Box. And that black blood stuff that Orton was coming out from. And like Wyatt seemed mesmerized. Orton slipped out. Rolled his arm over, hit the RKO. And Randy Orton, after we haven't seen The Fiend in a match since December, took, did the J-O-B at the PPV to the RKO. What in the fuck was that opening match about, D.Y.? It kind of... It was a clusterfuck because it was one of the one of the matches that I was actually looking forward to, just because I wanted to see what they would do. The mistake was, and I think I texted you this as it happened. The mistake was having a standard match between the two. The Fiend is that type of character that you cannot have a standard match with him anymore. He's he, after you had the Firefly Funhouse and everything like that. He's a cinematic character. He's shown you that. That's where I think the mistake happened here. The entrance was great. I think it was one of the best entrances in all of WrestleMania this year. Because it was fantastic. But then the match never got out of the first gear. The fat, It was the wrong finish. It was a clusterfuck of stuff. It was confusing as all hell. Nobody knew what happened. And it's it set the tone for the entire night. Placement of match is so important. You saw yesterday, you had Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley kick off the show, right? Set the tone for a good night of wrestling. This one, it got you into first gear. It kept you there for about 10, 12 minutes. Then you got the tag team match, and it even kept you there as well. I never, and I heard you say this a little bit as I was driving in, it was one of those nights that you couldn't get into as much as you tried to get into, as opposed to the main event excluded and Oscar Ripley include, excluded. It was a very hard night to, to get into and enjoy it. You know, it, and it's not a knock on the talent. And we got, we got a lot of people coming, got a lot, a lot of people coming in and out here. I am Steven Mulehausen from the zone, along with combat sports journalist, Daryl Rivera. We are talking WrestleMania 37 night to recap, results, review, and reaction. If you're watching via Facebook, guys, it's simple. Just like the Walkway to Fight Club, follow the page. However you're watching the video, 
hit a reaction, thumbs up, thumbs down, love, ha ha, anything in between, leave a question, a comment, and I promise it will get answered. Also, if you're watching via YouTube, it's simple. Give it the old thumbs up and hit that old subscribe button. It was just hard. I'm covered. I was excited for tonight. Me and you were, me and you were, and we're talking a good part, you know, for the first half of the day. And it was like, okay, I'm feeling good. I told the wife, you know, I'm cooking burgers on the grill, having some macaroni salad. I'm feeling pretty good. And I'm like, okay, I'm ready. I'm like, because on paper, this card is great. Yeah. Better than what we saw last night. And then, like you just said, and, and you know, and we said it a little bit ago, the opening match always sets the tone. They picked the wrong match. Why are you going that match? You could have went. I would have gone one of three matches. I would have gone either. Actually, only one of. Yeah, no, I'll say three. Why not? I would either have gone with Biggie and Apollo, because that had a great story going in. KO and Sami Zayn, I like that story coming in. And you add in the Logan Paul factor, which ended up working out great. Or you start with the women's title match. Instead, you go with that hot mess. Great story, but you knew what the match was going to be in the ring. And what we ended up getting was a lot of shaking it ahead and a lot of people going, what the fuck? This bag is full of shit. That's what they gave us. Shit in the bag. I called it a dumpster. I put it in the blog. I called it a dumpster fire. Like, if the coolest thing about the match is the entrance... There is something wrong. And I agree with you. And I would have chosen two different, one different match and one of the same. I would have either gone with the women's title, keep the trend going. You had the two major titles in the first night go first and last. Jericho says, says it best. And he said it this many times at WrestleMania, you're either first or you're last because you got the most attention in those spots. That's where the title matches should be. In my opinion, or, you would have switched Cesaro and Seth Rollins to that with Sheamus and Riddle. Or you would have gone with Sheamus and Riddle. I even forgot about that match. was fantastic, too. That match was good. Great finish, by the way. And we'll get to that. Very good. But I would have switched the two and have Cesaro and Seth Rollins on night two and have them kick off the show. Just so much, like, head-scratching booking. And what did you guys think of the booking? Leave a question. Leave a comment. I promise it will get answered. What What do you guys think of the booking of this show? And and it set the tone. I agree with you. Go with the women. Excuse me. You have that momentum from Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks. You have all that momentum. And then you don't do nothing with it. And you go with Randy Orton. And this is not a knock on Orton. I'm a big fan of what Orton's done in the last 12 months. Randy Orton's been fantastic. One of the top five people in the company, in my mind, in the last 12 months. Arguably his best year in five years. Oh, no doubt about it. Agree 100%. And then we got this. And this isn't Orton's fault. 
Orton had the working boots on. Just the fiend is very limited. He, like you said, he's a special attraction. They fumbled this up here. Yep. Really bad, and that just kind of set the tone for the rest of the show. And I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put the like you mentioned. I wouldn't put the blame on Orton. I wouldn't put the blame on the fiend either. The fiend. Everybody knows what the fiend is. But it's, uh, tonight it looked like the creative forgot what the fiend was. Last year you hit lightning in a bottle with the fiend and the Cena match because that that was one of the greatest things I've ever seen. Like I, I'm still to this day watching it back and forth. You could have done that with Randy Orton, who's had a controversial career. He was the youngest at the time. He was the youngest world heavyweight champion to, to get crowned. Not only that, he couldn't handle the pressure. He had backstage issues. He was the legend killer. You had so many things that you could have used as the Fiend's ammunition, quote-unquote, the same thing with what they used with Cena last year. You could have had Cena tie into this match. You could have gone an entirely different way. Instead, they ended up going with what we got tonight. Great entrance. They forgot, hey, the Fiend is limited to what he can do. He's a guy that's not going to sell anything. He's a guy that, you know, he's going to be very limited in the ring. You basically booked him in a way he's indestructible. But yet you had him lose to the Jackhammer to Goldberg and a random Saudi Arabia show for no reason. And it wasn't even a Jackhammer. It was like a modified suplex that he could barely get him off the ground. And then the RKO this year. Creator just keeps fumbling Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt gives him the tools to be great. And Creator just lets him down completely. Oh, we're going to talk about... uh, We're going to talk about Creative. This is going to be kind of a little bit of a theme. Of what I felt of this show. Particularly in the Colmean event. And we'll get... And we'll get into that in a little bit. But let's get into. Hold on one second. I lost my spot there. I do apologize. Let's get to the first title match of the evening. Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax beat Natalia and Tamina to retain the Raw. The WWE. I don't know why I keep saying Raw. I'm like so ingrained with them in Raw. The WWE Women's Tag Team titles. You see them coming on. And I'm like, oh, no. Please, no. Why are we doing this? But thankfully, oh, thankfully, they shockingly told a great story. Where the hell is this Tamina Snooker been? My God, i never seen so much fire in Tamina. Maybe it took being with Natty. You know, I, it was very good. The story was simple. You wanted to see the daughters of icons break through and win win the big one at the showcase of the immortals. And the story was there. The crowd was behind it. The crowd was the crowd was with them. You know, then he had Tamina slam Naya, and you're like, they're showing that fire. They're slapping Naya's calling her a bitch. I'm like, how do you okay? How do you bleep shit, but you don't bleep bitch? Can someone hmm. freaking tell me that? 
How do you bleep out shit? But we didn't just toss around the B word like it's not like it's not like it's not running out of style. I mean, I, I don't know what WWE defines as a curse word or whatnot, but I mean, I would have kept the shit in there. Why not? If you're gonna keep bitch in there, might as well keep shit. It's like I'm thinking that like in my mind, and I'm like, what are we doing here? And they didn't even bleep it. They ended. They didn't even bleep it. They ended up like having like a like a sound cut like two seconds after she already said it. Like she, you ain't shit. Bleep. <laughs> I'm like, okay, and then like thirty seconds later, she calls her a bitch, and I'm like. <laughs> I mean, what are we doing? It, it was great. I got I'm I was shocked that I got invested and you and me were going back and forth on this. Like we were like, is it wrong that we're getting invested after that match last night? And I'm like, you know what? No, because I want to see Natty win. And then two seconds later. I was just like, I'm like, WTF. What are, what are we getting here? So, Tamina comes back, slaps her. Beautiful, beautiful slam. She got a little, she got lost for a moment, went for the pin, probably went for the pin, got a two count. She goes for the superfly splash. And I'm thinking right there, this shit's over. She's hitting the splash. We got new champions. No, misses the splash. She tags Natty. Baszler gets the hot tag, gets the blind tag. Natalia puts it in the sharpshooter. Baszler with the Kirakuta choke. See you later, Natty. Still your WWE Women's Tag Team Champions, Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. Great story. Match was not. It was a. It was solid because of the story. Entering work, whatever. But I like the fire from Tamina. I like the fire from Natty. And if all you have Shayna do is that and let Nia do her crap, I'm fine with that team. Because Shayna Baszler is a hot mess. I'm sorry, I'm not on the Shayna Baszler train. Except when she's throwing those killer knees and the submission holds. Beyond that, I have no use for Shayna Baszler. Or if she's talking on the mic, because she's really good on the mic. Good match, solid match, good story. I wasn't happy with the ending. I The heels like reign supreme tonight. Yep. The title matches. Which they had a chance to give us a feel good. Like Nat I think out of anybody, like Natty deserved that win. Just because of all the shit that she's been, you know, through in the past ten years. I don't think she's had that feel good moment at WrestleMania. So today would have been a pretty good time to do it. But I mean, what do I know? Creative is the geniuses of wrestling here. You're not. I thought you were. I thought you were a creative genius. No. Apparently, not in the eyes of WWE. I mean, like everything I predict, it, I, it goes wrong. So, I mean, <laughs> fuck, what do I know? <laughs> Man, if you were betting wrestling tonight, it was a bad night at the table. I did not I will, bet anything. I, will, I, will, I know people that did, and they lost. They lost bad. So, uh, if you bet, if you bet tonight's action. Not a good, not a, not a, not a good night for you. I stopped betting the day that, when did I stop betting wrestling? I think I stopped betting wrestling 
it was at the I think it was WrestleMania 33. Wait a minute. You've bet on wrestling? Yeah. When I was betting in the day, I never bet wrestling. I could, like I know like a lot I get like emails all the time from like betting sites out out in the UK and stuff. I know they I know they do it. I, I think the only thing here in the States is like DraftKings. DraftKings has like that. Yeah. Just, I was like, and I forget what exactly what it is, but I know like they got some type of thing with everything. My my bookie has has some yeah. stuff as well. Yeah. Um but I used to bet it because WWE was predictable back in the day. Like I mean before pre WrestleMania thirty three, like they're unpredictable now. But before then it was like you knew what you were getting at the end of the day. You were just there for the show and see how they got there. Now it's like we know how they're gonna get there. We just need to know who's gonna who's gonna come out on top. Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Logan Paul came out the booze. I was a little surprised by that because Logan Paul's a pretty popular guy. Well, surprising Logan Paul got booze. He sat in a chair next to the commentating team and. This is when the action finally picked up. I do want to say this before we continue. Logan Paul's popular in L.A. He was on the wrong coast. <laughs> Not very popular on the East Coast. He wasn't very popular with this Tampa crowd. and no. Very physical match. And I said this, I, I think me and you were telling. If it was me and you or it was me or someone from DAZN we were talking and like man like they're gonna go balls out here because they're best friends away from the ring and it went, I always notice this with best friends they just beat the tar out of each other and that is what we got here this was a ton of fun you could tell they were enjoying themselves like they're walking out and they're like oh yeah Shit's about to go down, and god damn, was that fun! They're going, they're laying in the chops, they're laying in the punches. Got Owens came right out with the pop up power bomb, so like right there, you knew, oh, dang, it's gonna be hard. Power bomb on the table. Zane, I forget what move Zane hit on the floor, like right a couple minutes after that, but. Owens was like, oh, I'm like, oh, damn, like, they're just killing each other. And, you know, Zane got to the top. They got to the top rope. Zane was – looked like Zane, Zane was trying for a superplex. Owens did that, like – I don't know. I forget that movie. It's like a suplex, like a reverse super suplex, super Re- – Reverse inverted superplex. Something. I love that move. That He hasn't busted that out in a while. That was a beautiful move. You know, it looks like Owens is about to put him away. Then he clotheslines him into the corner. He's running back, and here comes a hell of a halluva kick. It's like, God damn, Sammy. I'm thinking, okay, Sammy's gonna, Sammy may get this done here. He's talking shit. I'm going to get you, and I'm going to kick your ass. And tries for another one. Super kick. Owens just grabs him. Great job by Sammy Zane of selling the super kick. Bam. Stunner. One, two, three. Your winner, Kevin Owens. And then the fun began. Logan Paul gets into the ring, consoling Zane. Congratulates Owens. Zane's pissed. 
what are you doing? Da, 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 you're on my team. Pushes him down. The crowd boos the shit out of this. And I'm like, fuck yeah, Tampa. That's what I'm talking about. I think I, now I'm kind of, it's like, that match, I'm kind of woke up. I'm like, all right, now I'm working. This is WrestleMania a little bit now. Okay. This is a really great match. And I'm like, oh, this kind of sucks. Logan Paul raises Owens' hand. Owens is like, what the hell's going on here? Kick, bang, boom, stunner. Logan Paul sold it like a million bucks. That was beautiful. What is with these celebrities showing out here? Man, I never seen. Oh, Lord, he sold that stunner like someone shot him. Jesus Christ. Beautiful. Well done. Trending very well, by the way. After I like how afterwards too, when he's in the apron and the refs are checking on him, he's like, "Why do you do that?" <laughs> like Logan Paul sold that great from the time he took the move, <laughs> the time the referees and the medical personnel are helping him out. Beautiful. I well, I didn't know like what to expect with that. You couldn't have. Usually WWE books celebrities and they book them like so weird and it's like, what the, what are we getting here? But at WrestleMania 37, both nights, yeah, Logan Paul didn't wrestle and that's perfectly fine. Bad Bunny did a hell of a job last night. But Logan Paul did his job here. He did it well, very well. And he's getting the publicity for WWE that they want and what they need. So... In their eyes, and I know in their eyes because I've talked to people there, this is a win for WWE because they're getting the pub. Everyone's watching. Well done. Kudos to Logan Paul. And probably the loudest pop of the night when he got stunned as well. Oh, my God. Because that was a great pop. (laughs) shit. I want to see how this helps out Kevin Owens. Yeah. I'm intrigued by that because now it's like, what do you do with KO? You had the run with Roman. You get your through. You get some good momentum back with winning the feud with Sammy. What do you do now with KO? What do you, I, I'm so confused on what they do with Kevin Owens. I mean, it's just it, he's probably going to be part of that fatal four way to determine the number one contender. Like, after every WrestleMania happens all the time, every year. Oh, we're going to get into I'm pretty steamed about some. Save those. Save, save that talk. Okay. Save that and, talk. I got, I got this in my notes. Since we didn't get the really show prep. I got, I got a bone to pick about this main event. Okay. And then on top of that, I want to see where Sammy's um, documentary thing is going. Like, are we ever going to see ever going to see a full – Sami Zayn documentary are we gonna is this gonna be like a Smackdown hacker type thing where they completely forget about it and we don't see him for two months and then he comes back out of nowhere haircut and everything like that and he's like hey guys I've been asleep for the past three years that was all bullshit I hope not I <laughs> love this with Sami Zayn I love everything about Smackdown these days so I am like please continue this somehow please because I want, I gotta see the video. Yeah, we gotta see it. I think there'll be a payoff. I don't know what the payoff's gonna be, but I think we will. I think we will get the payoff one way or another. Hornswoggle's uh the guy making the conspiracy. 
WWE's cop out for everything. <laughs> Let's get to the U.S. title. Riddle, Sheamus. Man, this was this was all types of fun. It really, really was. And this was another match. Like when the, when this is match got announced, I'm like, all right, this is gonna be some fun here. Because their match on Raw recently, a couple of matches I've seen of them on Raw have been very good. Really, that really helped Riddle. It opened a lot of eyes to people backstage in the match, the first match he had with Sheamus. That showed, like, this guy's legit. He can be a big t- – that company's so stupid. We already know Riddle's a big-time player. But we got to convince a bunch of old men who don't know left from right and need – and don't know what the hell's going on. They don't know left from fucking right. They don't do the research. But that's a whole other day and a whole other time. But this match was another good match. That really, this got my juices going as well. Because they're just beating the freaking tar out of each other. Now, before we go any further, I want to admit I made a mistake. I know. Daryl, I don't make them. I don't make them at all. I'm freaking perfect. I am the perfect journalist, ladies and gentlemen. I saw this right away, too, on Twitter. Just kidding. This showed how much at the beginning of this match, I was, the part of this match, I wasn't paying attention. I sincerely thought it was Michael Cole, Byron Saxton, and Corey Graves. Well, I got two of the three correct. Riddle hit this awesome freaking jackhammer. He did like a new ver- 2021 version of the jackhammer that looked better than any jackhammer Goldberg's ever done. Except for the one, the Hulk Hogan, in the Georgia Dome in front of 40,000 people. And I go, because they weren't calling it. They like, Riddle did the move. Riddle then, they showed a replay. I'm like, Call the goddamn jackhammer. Hmm. So my happiness. I call out Cole. Corey Graves and Byron Sexton. Corey Graves retweeted it. I'm like, shouldn't you be? I'm like, why the fuck are you not? Why are you looking at your phone instead of commentating? And he's like, I. And he, he subquoted, subtweeted. And I'm like, oh, shoot. <laughs> man did i screw that up you can follow me on twitter by the way at, at you can follow me on twitter by the way at s mulehausen jr i am steven mulehausen from the zone the man that right combat sports journalist Dale rivera walkway to fight club we are recapping night two of wrestlemania 37 if you're watching via facebook it's simple guys like Follow the Walkway to Fight Club Facebook page. Give a, give a comment, a reaction to the video right now. If you're watching via YouTube, it's simple. Just give the old thumbs up and hit that subscribe button. I felt so stupid. Lance Storm tweeted at him, too, in that in that moment. It's like, that certainly makes it much harder for you. <laughs> Lance Storm saw me do that? <laughs> Wait, what did wait? Say that again. What did Lance Storm say? 
That certainly makes it much harder for you. <laughs> oh man, I'm gonna have to read now. I'm gonna have to do. A, I got to do a lot of apologizing. <laughs> I got to reach out to Lance. I've already reached out to Corey. I reached out publicly, and then I privately, I sent Corey a DM, and we follow each other on Twitter, and. He still follows me, but I don't think that's going to last too much. I sent him a DM. He gave me a thumbs up. So we're – because I didn't mean that I'm – that was totally my fault. I do apologize. I don't take back back what I meant because I thought that was total horseshit. Yeah. That you don't call out the move. My mistake on the announcer, that's my fault. You blast me. Go ahead. I made an honest mistake. I showed no one is perfect. Hell, every blind squirrel finds a nut once in a while, D.Y. So, hey, I found mine. I made a mistake. I'm human. I, and, I, and I apologize. I, yeah. Corey, but, it, but it doesn't excuse the horrible commentary. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And, Corey, I don't think Corey Graves is going to be a guy that's going to take that too seriously either. Like, he he knows what he is. He knows he's one of the best commentators in the game right now. And mm-hmm. he's not going to be mad about that. If no, anything – I can picture him laughing his ass off as he's reading. He's like, I'm not calling this shit. Like, what the fuck? Because <laughs> my phone's going off. I'm typing away. And I'm like, why the fuck is my, my phone's just going boom, 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 boom. It, it was just, it, I'm it was like, funny though. I'm like, what the? So I'm not looking at my phone. I'm like, I'm typing away. <laughs> I get a mess. Open up my email. I get an email from a higher up I know in WWE. He's like, "Man, you caused a shitstorm on Twitter." I'm like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" He's like, "Check your Twitter." Then we're texting, and I'm like, "Look," he's like, "Check your Twitter," and I'm like, "Oh damn." He's like, "I know you didn't." I'm like, no, I'm like, I'll message Corey right now, and I did, and that was my fault, but but that sure. was just unexcusable. And Corey Graves did a great job. I, Corey Graves, and I'm I'm pretty disappointed in Samoa Joe because Samoa Joe should have called that. I already know Byron Saxon's a class A moron, and Michael Cole's right above him. So it's like, come on. Joe had to save him there. Joe didn't do it. I thought it was cute. He riddled it. There's a reason Riddle did the jackhammer, by the way. From what I was told what that is, I think we can all figure that out. He's trying to get the attention of Billy. So we'll see if Billy. Billy we'll see if Billy was paying attention. But Billy Goldberg. Then they're going back to the match. They're going back and forth. Hard hitting. I loved. You could see their chests were red. Backs were red. And this beautiful. They're both on the top rope. This beautiful Spanish fly. Oh my God. I I was like. I just clapped at the TV. It was so beautiful. So beautiful. I loved it. A great move. I would have been fine if the match ended there. I'm like, that was a beautiful Spanish fly. Let me just keep beating the bejesus out of each other. Sheamus hits a bro kick. Riddle kicked out, and I'm like, you're thinking there Riddle's going to win. I can dig that. Continue the push. I'm like, I had no problem with that. Real gets the advantage. Looks like he's on his way to a successful title defense when he jumps in the middle rope for what appeared to be a moonsault. 
I'd be damned. Sheamus hit the nastiest motherfucking pro kick to the chest that I've ever seen in my entire life for the one, two, three, a new United States champion and Sheamus and Riddle just bleeding out of his mouth. I'm like, they're staring at each other. Riddle's like, look at him. Blood's just coming down his mouth. You can tell Sheamus is digging it and he's like, fuck yeah. Had a great match at Mania. Awesome job, Riddle. <laughs> that was just that was just beyond my idiotic mistake I thankfully did not I ruined the match for Corey Graves I do apologize but good lord that was a freaking as JR my our friend good old JR would say that was an old fashioned slobber knot oh yeah it was fantastic Sheamus has been doing his best work lately oh yeah you see Riddle. Riddle's always going to work. He's very fun, very entertaining, very athletic to see in the ring. And I honestly think the right guy went over. I don't mind. I don't mind Sheamus winning the title here because it ex- no. extends this feud. I thought the blow off wrestle. If it would have been a blow off of WrestleMania, I think it would have been a wasted feud. I think this feud can lead. You know, give it a couple more pay per views, have it blow off in a street fight or whatever the case is, because these two can beat the absolute piss out of each other. Or even go back to the NXT and actually have like an MMA style fight, and I'd be so down for that. I think this feud does continue. I yeah. and I have no, I got no like I agree with you. I have no problem with that at all. I am a big fan of both guys. Sheamus is just he's clicking right now on every cylinder. Riddle's clicking on all cylinders. Hey. This is going to help Riddle get to the next level. Because if you Riddle wins, okay, we're the feud can't continue. No. Lose the title. Now you have Riddle Chase. And I don't have a problem with that at all. I think that's going to be just fine. I think that's going to work out for both guys. I think this feud, like having Riddle Chase for the title as opposed to him having it, gives him a more serious demeanor. I think the yeah. – don't get me wrong. I like what he's been doing as a comedy act, but Riddle cannot be a comedy act. This guy can be a legit ass-kicking machine if they give him the time to do it. Like, that skit with Rob Van Dam backstage and everything like that, that was fun. All fun and everything. Funny as hell. Now you need to get serious and start chasing that title. Um, I'm going to reach out to Rob, actually. I I was thinking about this, and I'm watching this video today. I'm, like, I'm eating lunch with my son, and I'm watching this, and I'm like... That's great. Like, at first, I'm thinking, man, I'm like, because I looked at, like, a picture. And Rob, of them, and Rob didn't look in a good mood. And I'm like, man, that's unlike Rob. Rob's usually chill. He's laid back. Mellow. Mellow, fantastic. Then I was, a guy, combat sports journalist I respect immensely, he's like, watch the video. Then I watch it, like, I'm watching it while he tweeted it to me, and I'm like, Okay, I'm like, I could no, I get it now. Okay, cool. So, but no, absolutely fantastic. A great match and a new United States champion in Sheamus. And I think that program will continue. Steven Mielhausen here from DAZN along with combat sports journalist Taylor Rivera. Walkway, the Fight Club. Let's get the new intercontinental champion. Paulo Cruz beats Big E. I loved Biggie's entrance. Wow, they freaking smashed.
smashed it. Awesome stuff. Who are you a fan of Wally? I can't say that I am. I'm not a like I don't listen to a lot of like English rap. He is. I talked to him. This was about year and a half ago, two years ago. He came out with something, and they reached out to his team, reached out to us, and we we set something up. And God, big time wrestling fan, loves himself some pro wrestling. That crowd was into it. Big E got a hell of a reaction. You could tell this crowd, the people, yeah, Big E's from Tampa, but you could tell. And it was the one thing about both last night and tonight. I want, I was really gauging reactions to see where, okay, we're, how are the fans viewing certain talent? If this guy's not in one of the main events of the of next year's WrestleMania in Dallas, I think it's going to be an injustice. I really do. He's that fucking good. He's got every... He checks every... And this, I, we say this about a lot of talent. He's big. He's strong. He's athletic. He's got that connection with the crowd. He's charismatic. Checks every box. And this was a Nigerian drum hitch, which all it was was there was a like, what the fuck are they going to do here? What is the hell is a night? I still didn't know when the match began. And they really, the drums really didn't get used much. And I I want to get your opinion. What do you make of that spot he does when he does, like, that tope through the ring? I thought that was pretty cool. And I'm thankful that he landed the way that he did because he could have hurt himself really bad. Like, as soon as it happened, I was watching at home with my dad. And both me and my dad were like, this could have gone so bad. Because he, yeah. it was it was a cool move. Because you know, you don't see a big guy doing stuff like that. And that's a testament to Big E. Because he's very athletic. He can pull that off. But I was like, oh, my God. Two inches close. Like, his head would have tilted forward two inches. His neck is broken. I hate when he does that spot because it like this is exactly what you just said. Tony's looking like he's about to kill himself, no. or he's gonna paralyze himself. But it's a pop-worthy move. I get, I get why he does it because everybody likes seeing it. But at the same time, I'm like, you're strong, you're big, you can do so many other things that you don't need to do that. I just don't like. Like, I get it. But it's going to become a point, is the risk worth the reward? Yeah. And that's something I, I'm not saying he's got I he's gotta come to that realization sooner rather than later. Yeah. I, I I feel like maybe I'm totally wrong, but but I another this kind of seemed to me was a theme of the last few matches, the last like five matches of this show. Hard hitting. Unloading the kitchen sink per se, and this was another match. It's like these guys were just laying it all out. Another high octane contest. Cruz puts Biggie onto the table, heads to the top rope, goes for the frog, frog splash. 
Biggie rolls off the table, hits the big ending, looks to be on his way to retaining in the Intercontinental Championship, and then out of nowhere, Dabakato. Yes, Daba freaking Kato makes his debut at WrestleMania 30. We saw Dabakato. But we didn't see Becky Lynch. Oh, I'm getting it. Oh, we're getting it. I can't wait to rip. Stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. Dominicato does his thing. Beats Tar out of Big E. And puts, drags Apollo Crews onto Big E. One, two, three. The new. Intercontinental Champion of the WWE, Apollo Crews. I thought the match was too short. I would have liked to see these guys get a little more time. Nope. I guess it it does build the story. Yeah. So I'm I'm fine with that. You know the Nigerian muscle, blah blah blah. I, I can get where they're going. That's fine. It felt like they were just like starting to get going, and then it just got cut off at the ropes. I, I definitely agree with that because they have so many spots that were fantastic, and I think they could have gone a little bit longer. Definitely agree with that. Now, for those of you watching, if you don't remember who Davakato is, it's okay because apparently WWE doesn't remember either. <laughs> like, I, I, I was – how okay, how are you the – I get it if you're – they were the SmackDown commentators. I get it. But Twitter. Why? Why? Well, who the, is this guy? Who the fuck is this guy? Like, where did he come from? I forgot who it was at first. I hate to like, I put it in my blog. I'm like, God, who is this guy? And then I'm like, Stop a And they went back, and I'm like, I'm looking through Twitter. I'm like, oh shit, that was Stop a Yeah, and it it was like, what the? How do you not? How do you go to that? You should have just said, Hey, it's Stop What is he doing here? Why is he attacking Biggie? Done. You can't be at WrestleMania. Who the fuck is that? Wow, he's huge. <laughs> he's massive. He's. Anyways, I'm gonna I'm gonna get away from that because that's. Oh, keep going, beat my guys, man. It's how do you how the fuck do you not know who that is? Like it was we we all know that Raw Underground was a total failure. It is what it is. It ended after like a month. I get that. But guys like Omos, guys like Dabakato, you remember those guys. Why? Because they're massive, they're huge, and they wrecked everything in there. You remember those motherfuckers. And what do you do? The first chance you get, oh, hey, who is that? I don't remember him. All of, all of WWE social media apparently forgot who Dabakato was. And I'm like, dude, build them up. This was a big deal because he's a guy that you could build with, especially with Apollo Cruz's new gimmick. This could be really, really good for both guys. But now you already started him behind the eight ball by going, whoa, who is that guy? Like, what are you doing? Very, very, very good point. One that should not be overlooked. The co-main event, Rhea Ripley. Captures the Raw Women's title, defeating Asuka. I love this match. Was it as good as what we saw in the main event last night? No. 
this was a completely different match. And in some ways, actually, I take that back. In some ways, this match had similar qualities. It was the power of Rhea Ripley, the technical ability, actually, the speed and power of Rhea Ripley, and the technical prowess combined with the power of Asuka. But man, and they were just, they were clicking. They, you know, they were. Rhea was using her power, getting out of pins before the referee can even get down, getting out of the way, using her power, showing good mannerisms. She carried herself like a star. And I was worried about her going into this match. Like, can she, on the big stage, it's like the, it was hard to tell with Charlotte because there was no one there. Yeah. You can't really, to me, it's, it's hard to get a gauge when there, at that time there wasn't any type of reaction. But, I thought she really delivered here. I thought it was, this was a she was in with the right opponent. And um let's see. Hold on. Uh the DDT from Asuka on the apron. Good lord. That was the nastiest DDT DY I have ever seen in my entire life. Good lord. I I could tell I can tell that hurt. Asuka's throwing a barrage of kicks, having no effect on Ripley. She's telling Asuka to bring it. Asuka attempts one more kick, misses. Ripley takes advantage, scoops Asuka right up, hits the Riptide, scores the one, two, three. The new Raw Women's Champion, Rhea Ripley. What a match. Very good. Not as good as last night, D.Y. Both ladies brought it, though. Very solid match. Yeah, and... This match, you had two ladies that could work. And here's the ca- like here's a caveat on top of everything. Rhea Ripley's only twenty four years old. That's scary. Yeah. We're gonna see her for a long time, hopefully. Barring any intangibles, you know, injuries, God forbid nothing happens. Um, but you see you see how Rhea Ripley performed at the biggest stage like the biggest stage of them all, WrestleMania. You see Asuka. I hope after this, Asuka goes back to what she was when she first came up from NXT. This scary, ass-kicking women, like, fighter. Like, she she could legit beat most most women in a street fight. Make her seem that. Because now, this past year, you made her seem like, hey, she's a little jokey. She's bouncing around. She's singing. She's dancing. Bring her back to heal Asuka. I want to see that one. Now with Rhea Ripley and everything winning the title, Charlotte's probably going to be in the horizon somewhere. You see this match, and it was fantastic. Because you didn't... And it proved that you didn't need Charlotte Flair, which is one of the biggest things that was happening during the build. Are they going to add her? Are they going to not? And it proved that you didn't need Charlotte Flair. As great as she is, you didn't need it. You could have worked with Asuka. Now, my biggest thing with this angle is... It was a title reign that Asuka, it felt dragged out because they buried Asuka through the mud because they kept pinning her. And the Raw Women's title was so low in priority-wise. Taking a backseat to the tag titles, taking a backseat to Charlotte Flair's return, taking a backseat to many different things. Getting pinned, getting the can-they-coexist treatment, which is played out and boring at this point. And even without that, 
because the build for Sasha and Bianca started heating up closer to Mania. This one had one good like contract signing, and that's it. And it had the, con- the old the old contract signing. The old contract signing and the old can they coexist tag match against the tag champions. A Bruce Pritchard special, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Bruce Pr- <laughs> I'm not Bruce and I'm Pritchard. not kidding, and I love Bruce. I'm I'm friendly with Bruce. That's a Bruce Pritchard special. I'm not That's what he does. That's what he does. And even without that, it's a testament to both ladies. The fact that with that shitty build, they still delivered. And good on them and good on Rhea Ripley for winning it. Because now at 24 years old, I think she's the youngest women's champion of all time. I think. Might be wrong with that. Um. But now you got your cooking with fire, and this not a knock on Oscar. It's more of like, hey, your reign got treated like shit by creative. This would be a good time for you to reset, repackage, and come back. This might be the best thing that happens to Oscar. And now with the title on Rhea Ripley, now you can get that women's division and rock going. And for fuck's sake, separate them from the tag titles. For fuck's sakes. You have enough talent that you don't need them every week on the tag division. <laughs> Fuck. Good rant there. I love that. You're spot on. You, everything you were going to – I was going to say you said. You're not wrong in any of those assessments because she should be very easy to book. Yeah. Look at what Triple H did with her in NXT. That's how you book her. I'm not saying she should never lose. I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not saying it before all you morons out there say, "Well, Mulehausen said," duh, 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 duh. and I'm getting tweeted at, I'm getting threatening emails, and called a moron, and all this other nonsense. But you're living rent free on people's heads, my man. Oh, fucking right, I am. I love it. <laughs> when you're thinking about me, and I'm not giving two shits about you. At the end of the day, my paycheck clears every fucking month from the zone. That's fine with me. I know my place in the game, and I'm perfectly good with that. So that's cool. But, you know, if you sit and look at it, she's a, she was one of the big stars of 20, uh, through this no fans. She got to show her charisma. She got to show how talented – because that was one aspect of her game we really didn't see. Is what's is there another layer to her? Okay, if I peel the onion back per se, how is she? Aces, all the way. They've fumbled her ass ever since she's gotten to the main roster. Yeah, she had this long reign. Yes, she came in, won the belt, but then he had her lose to Charlotte Flair. You could have made her. But then you have her pin Becky Lynch only to lose the title back. They don't know how to use her. She would be best served going elsewhere. I hate saying that. She's too damn talented for that company. And don't get me wrong. I love WWE's women division. Man, when you got Asuka, Ripley, 
Belair, Banks, Bailey, Charlotte Flair. Oh, I'm finally now getting the Becky Lynch. We'll get into Becky Lynch coming up next. How do you fumble her up? This division should be cooking more than it is. And hopefully, it seems like a new era right now in the women's division. You got the new fresh blood. Bianca Belair. Rhea Ripley. Then then you got the veterans chasing after them. You got the Baileys. You got the Bankses. You got the Flares. You got the man. Now it's cooking. You got Asuka. My God. You can always throw in Shayna. You can always, and Nia's always lurking too. I think Naomi should be getting more of a push than she's getting. I love what I'm seeing from Liv Morgan. I think there's a lot of potential in Mandy Rose. I'd like to see Mandy Rose get some love. But hot damn. How do you not have something for Asuka? How do you screw up Asuka? WWE creative at its finest. How to fuck somebody up that is really hard to fuck up. It's by WWE. It's WWE. All right, let's get. And you're going to wonder, everybody, why am I having this scroll up, this part, this banner up here? Because out comes Titus, the the host of WrestleMania, Titus O'Neil and Hulk Hogan. And by God, was Hulk Hogan getting freaking booed. Good Lord. Man. That's what happens when you put racist people, jam them down your throats. Man, you could tell Titus O'Neil was biting his tongue. Oh, yeah. He could tell. He's a pro. Oh, He's a fucking pro. You're never going to get more of a pro than Titus O'Neil. One of the genuine, and there's a lot, and there's a ton of good people in wrestling. Don't get me wrong. He's at, like, the top of the top. And in all honesty, the people I've dealt with, he's he's one of the best people to ever deal with. And you can tell he's biting his tongue. So they're out there yakking and here comes Bailey. And the crowd goes apeshit for Bailey. Because they know, why isn't she in a match? God damn. And where's my fireworks? <laughs> fireworks are going off and I'm the real host of WrestleMania. I'm like, this is fucking great. Now, the crowd's chanting for her. You start to hear a chance for Becky. And what the fuck do we get? Is that Bailey's like, oh, you know, the legends and all, naming a bunch of other wrestlers. And Becky's getting chance. Bailey's getting chance. Out come the fucking Bellatons. Not kidding. Recent abductees into the WWE Hall of Fame. And I'm not bashing their contributions. I, for what they did in helping bring that female demographic, I'm more than kosher with that. And I actually enjoy Nikki Bella's work in her, in her last couple years when she was full-time. But I'm like, come on, I know what's happening here. What the fuck? 
I love. Why are you out here? John Cena's not here. Boom! Shakalaka. Oh my god, I almost peed my pants. That was great. They throw Bree gives the gives a knee. They throw Becky. Segment ends. They do their little skate dance. And... Where in the fuck was Becky Lynch? I asked. No one's giving answers. But I did ask. The running plan was for her to be here this weekend. I swear to God, if she appears on Raw or SmackDown, why in the, why the fuck would you put her in with virtual fans and not in front of a live crowd? All I'm going to say, if she appears on Raw or SmackDown this week, what the fuck were you thinking? I don't, th- I don't think we're going to see her for a while longer, to be honest with you. Just because that, that's a pop, like a, that's a heavy pop. To have virtual fans. That's one. Number two, I think they're enjoying the the trolling of the fans because it is she keeps she just keeps trolling everybody on Twitter, and I'm I'm finding it amusing and it's funny as hell. Because right now, if you bring her back, doesn't make sense storyline wise. I get it. She's an attraction. She will draw. I totally get it. But at the same time, you can't WWE this. And I'm using them as a fucking verb because they do it all the time. Oh, I fucking love you. You can't fucking blow your load right away. You have to, you know, the need is there. The fans are wanting to see her back. They're expecting it back sooner rather than later. You bring her back when you have a good angle. You can't bring her back to feud with Rhea Ripley, who just became a champion. You can't make Rhea Ripley a transitional champion. You can't book yourself in a corner here again, which is what they fucking do all the time. Bingo. So I'm fine, and it sucks to say it, I'm fine without seeing Becky Lynch for the next month or so, just because you need to have a good storyline set up for her. If you don't, she's going to get a good pop early on, and then she's going to be treading water in the middle until they get a good program out of her. I think they're waiting to see what they're going to do for SummerSlam. Because their target right now, from what I've been told, their target to have their next big sh- next show with fans is SummerSlam. They want to start getting back in the arenas and the road to SummerSlam. They're in the U-Lang, U-Lang Center or Arena, the Holman University of South Florida. They're there through the end of July. So the running plan from, and this is just how, see how things are going to go, but the running plan is to be in a full arena, getting back to some type of touring starting in August. So just depending on how the world goes and everything, but that's their running plan right now. I think they're going to wait and see how things go a little bit. Because you got to think they're going to, I wouldn't do Becky and Ronda at WrestleMania. And people have been asking me about Ronda Rousey. This is what I know as of right now. They did agree to a new deal. Her contract ex- was supposed to expire yesterday. At midnight, yes. 11.59 p.m. yesterday. They did agree to a new deal. So and there's no worry. There's no worry. There. They do have a new deal locked up. 
But I would say you say that's a that's WrestleMania. That's not to me. That's not SummerSlam. Yeah. But if you want to go Ripley and Becky at SummerSlam, okay, then I can. It establishes Rhea, puts her in a good spot, and then I think you got. Then you let Becky rock and roll, and then you can get her rocking and rolling, and then. And then I think you you're off to the races there, but we'll see what happens. So you you never know. Let's get to the main event. The tribal chief, the head of the table, Roman Reigns retains the universal title over Daniel Bryan and Edge. Good reaction for DB. Thunderous reaction for Edge. And the boos are raining down on the big dog. Before, what what were your thoughts of the main event? I thought it was good. You wanted to make a champion look like a million bucks, and that's what you ended up doing. The double pin, that's how you make a tribal chief the head of the fucking table. That's how you make them look like a badass. I get it. Jey Uso got involved left and right. It was expected. But at the same time, he asserted his dominance. He pinned both of them, which is something we've never seen before. Edge technically pinned Brian, Daniel Bryan. Just saying. I'm just just throwing that out there. Conspiracy theories, man. Just throwing them out there. But that's how you make a champion look. If you're not going to put the belt on either Brian or Edge, you make it look like you just beat the fuck out of both of them. And that's what happened. A concerto would do that. And, hey, concertos are back. Haven't seen one since Edge. Those are fucking scary. Oh, dude. As soon as I saw I'm like, no. Not on, not on Daniel Bryan with the history that he has with concussions. I was like, oh, oh God. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. God, as soon as I saw the Bryan one, I was like, oh, my God, this is going to. Anyways. Yeah. But it ended up working out. Both of them got pinned. I'm not mad. I don't think I was going to either of the three. I was going to be mad with the outcome. This was a this was booked. Basically, this was the best booked angle going into the event because you couldn't go wrong with either of the three guys. Brian was hot going into Mania. And just coming back, had the thunderous ovation at, at Mania. And then Roman Reigns was the best heel that you have right now. He's the best character you have right now. Couldn't go wrong. And I think the way that they went about it, cool. Because now you set up Edge versus Brian. That's a nice little program. Now you got Roman. Who's gonna get it? Who's gonna get a shot next? Could it be Cesaro? Rollins? You leave questions unanswered, and that's what you're supposed to do. Now, fun fact: everybody except the SmackDown Women's Champion is a heel. Everybody except the SmackDown Women's Championship. Every other title holder. Is a heel. Think about that for a second. Let your head spin on that. And came out, 
Uso played a huge role early on, delivering super kicks to Brian and Edge. Then he gets put out of commission. A beautiful Impaler DDT onto the steel steps. Thinking he's out for the match. A lot of good back and forth action. Brian applies a yes lock to Reigns. But Edge saves him. Then Brian applies the same maneuver to Edge. But Roman Reigns made the safer edge. I thought that was like a cool little unique spot there where both guys were saying each other, were saving each other there. Um, loud chance of Roman sucks. Puts Brian on the steel steps. Beautiful powerbomb, folding him in half. Then Edge came out of nowhere. A beautiful spear. Then Jay, then, then they're just going back and forth. They're, Brian hits the Kusaki knee. Edge hits some spears. Edge is pissed off. Brings chairs in the ring. Looks like he's on his way to regaining the belt he never lost. Concerto to Brian. He's out of commission. About to do the same to Reigns. And here comes Jay Uso. Attacking Edge with a chair. Edge came back, took out Uso. And then here came the big dog. The head of the table. He showed why he was the tribal chief. Beautiful spear. A concerto the edge. Puts edge. Drags his ass onto on top of Daniel Bryan. He gets on top of both guys. One, two, three. Still the universal champion, Roman Reigns. Million bucks. I... First thing I wanted to see was what was going to be the reaction to all three guys. I'm actually shocked Roman Reigns got booed. You know how fans are with these these types of heels. That's a good sign. That shows what's going on is working. So that's a good thing. You can take it either as it's working or they're just never going to like it. Regardless of what he does, He's you can kid. honestly spin him both ways here, and you you really can. I think Roman's doing a hell of a job, though. I I, I really, really, and I want to emphasize that before I go where I'm about to go here. I love the work he's doing. I love the work Paul is doing. I'm, I'm that duo is just clicking right now, and with with Jey Uso getting that opportunity, stepping up, I like it, but. I didn't need to see Jey Uso come back. That match was clicking. They they were rocking. It was a good start. Jay got his shit in. He got his moment. You got him out. Let these three go at it. I wasn't the world's biggest fan of that interference. At all. Not a fan. I wanted to see Roman... I wanted to see Roman just... I had no problem with them winning. But the I had no problem with them winning, but you brought it up astutely. Who does he beat now? He's running through everybody. There would have been nothing wrong with a title change, and he wouldn't have had to eat the pin. I thought that's why they made the match. I didn't think he was going to win. I thought they would have gone with Brian or Edge. That had been cool for a few months. And then Roman runs over them. He gets the belt back at SummerSlam. But where do you go now? 
where's the destination? You can't go with Seth. Seth just got ran over by Cesaro. Maybe Cesaro's the guy. I'd have no problem with that. But Cesaro's got to win. You can't build all that momentum for him to get squashed like a fucking bug. You've already run off KO. You've ran off Brian, Edge. Right now, Seth doesn't make really much sense. There's a former NXT champion in the in the roster by the name of Shinsuke Nakamura. But you've kind of killed Nakamura losing to Seth. It's like Cesaro's really the unless they're gonna go with Big E, get Big E a couple big wins. Maybe you go with the Big E route. Maybe this is where you're. I hate when you said it. No. I got a feeling they're going to fucking do that. Fatal four ways, baby. Fatal four ways after Mania every year. Oh, freaking Every fucking year. Lazy ass booking. Lazy booking. Every year. I would honestly. that, That was my big qualm. Two qualms about the match. I didn't want to see the interference. It, but now I want to know what Roman's destination is next. It's too early for Brock. It's too early for The Rock. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> but where do you go? Cesaro is about the and I have no problem with that. I want. I'm glad Cesaro. Hopefully Cesaro gets the opportunity. But it's got to come to the point where the shtick is going to get old. This yep. was a spot where you didn't have to do it. Really didn't. Really didn't have to here. I, I didn't, wasn't a fan of how that whole finish went down. I wasn't. I can't. Like, I like the whole pin idea. You could have found a way to still do that. Without Jey Uso's happy ass coming up. Main event, Jimmy U, Jey Uso. Ain't no way. All right, let's get to these. Let's get to the questions and comments. Everyone watching, Stephen Mielhausen from DAZN, Daryl Rivera, combat sports journalist extraordinaire to the right, Walkway, the Fight Club, it's simple, guys. If you're watching via Facebook, like and follow the page, leave a comment or leave a reaction to the video. If you're watching via YouTube, also very simple, give it the old thumbs up, and subscribe to the channel. Let's get, let's get these questions going and comments. Khalid! Shit is worse in my opinion. Hey, Khalid, did you watch the show tonight? It's my question for you, Khalid. Did you watch the show? I hope you did. I hope you did, my friend. Thank you for leaving a comment. I hope you you watched the show from last night. Still had to watch it by the time he was watching our reaction video. Joshy Lopez, my man. Josh, good to hear from you, my friend. Hope you had a good time out in Tampa, man. He, One of my guys that was at Mania both nights made the trek down to Tampa. Beautiful brogue. That was such a sexy brogue kick. My God. Oh, I got goosebumps, Steve. Why? Still thinking about that one. All right. Let's get the, some YouTube questions here. Said Gilmer1104. What's up, guys? 
What are your expectations for after Mania? We were kind of alluding to this a little bit, Roman. Yeah. Where do you... Let's kind of knock this out here a little bit. We'll start with Lashley. Where does, where does WWE go with Lashley? Hmm. Do they run it back with Drew? Do they maybe... Go I don't... With different, do they go a different route? Do they maybe go... Do they bring... You can't go AJ right now. Sheamus is going to be tied up with Riddle. Do you maybe go with Keith Lee? That could be a returning Keith Lee could be a possibility. Maybe you go back with Drew. I don't know how you can go back to Drew right now. Considering Lashley just beat him. Yeah. Made him. <laughs> submitted him. It'd be hard to... Drew can say I passed out. Maybe you can take a cheap way out, but seems like Drew would be maybe I think this would be a situation where your four way idea actually would make some sense here. Yeah, I mean it depends also who's gonna get called up from NXT. Yeah, we got Raw after Mania tomorrow night, so yeah. this shit could get shaken up pretty good. A here. lot of shit's gonna get thrown to the fan tomorrow. So we're gonna see a lot. What would you do with Rhea, Rhea Ripley? Charlotte had that angle going, basically like a redemption angle. Hey, can you can you consistently do it in the big time? I beat you last year for the NXT title. I'm gonna do it again for the Raw title. Bring that into the like into backlash. Which, by the way, why the fuck is it called WrestleMania Backlash? Oh, let's get into that bullshit. What the f- fuck? What is I, it? I, I asked. Right when I saw I put it on Twitter. I talked to some people. It's a all Vince idea. They have no idea. What the f- It's all I know. I don't understand the pay-per-view change. Like, I, I'm completely against pay-per-views being named after a gimmick match. Like the TLC pay-per-view, the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. Those make my make me want to grab Vince's head and throw it through a wall. Uh, now you have WrestleMania added to a back. WrestleMania is a once-in-a-year thing. Don't make it more than it has to be. Like it, People look forward to it. Backlash is backlash. Everybody knows backlash is after Mania for a reason. It's in the name. We're not dumb. We know what it means. It's gonna be based. Yeah, it's gonna be a thing based on WrestleMania. You don't need the name on there. Like it, WrestleMania Backlash. Like that makes no sense. It's stupid. It's fucking stupid. You know you like it. You know you like it. Anyway. You know. I I hate actually it. wait. Hold on. I want to go. What do they? Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair running back with Sasha. For a while. I agree. I agree. I agree. All right. Sad's back with another one. We needed Becky back. Sad, you are a smart man. Biggie. Okay, I don't know what that meant, but same goes. Oh, okay. Here, we'll go to this one. Everyone who has titles on Raw is technically a heel. It goes back to what I said with the SmackDown women's title being the only one that's a babyface right now. 
You know, I was thinking about this as we've been going on, and we were we were talking about it a little bit. WrestleMania is supposed to be put some, the old adage of putting smiles on people's faces. You only had one babyface win a title. Nothing, nothing says feel good moment after a pandemic. First time we have fans back. And having every heel win the fucking match. <laughs> Especially when you go and you did not have fans. You did not have fans for 13 months. And you have heels winning the titles or retaining the belt. WTF. It just is such a damn head scratcher. It makes zero sense. You could have done a lot of these title changes at Backlash. The ultimate. WrestleMania Backlash. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> makes no sense, man. No sense. Why Here, is why is Vince loonier than? Because he's Vince. Like fuck. Seventy-five years. Nuttier than a fucking fruitcake, man. It's just... Pecoon. Nuttier than a pecoon. Pecoon, yeah. Finn Balor goes to SmackDown to face Roman. That is interesting. They each have one win over each other. I don't know what Balor's going to... I don't know if Finn wants to go back to the main roster. He is a pretty kosher... In NXT, but Finn's at that stage now. What do you do with him in NXT? He's had the belt. He had a good run with the belt. It's like, what do you do with Finn? Maybe a main roster move. Maybe he returns to their main roster. I don't know anything. I'm like, but that wouldn't be. I'd be cool with that. You need him. You can go. He can go there. You can go the Raw and can challenge Lashley. And there's some interesting things that you, I still think you could do with Finn Balor that is main roster stuff. Yeah. Either way, whoever's going up against Roman is going to take a couple losses here. Like, they're not, if they didn't do the title change here at Mania, they're not going to do it at a secondary show like Backlash. Oh, sorry, WrestleMania Backlash. It's going to be a big show. Is it? No, I mean just in terms of like, if you're going to have Roman lose the title, it's going to be on a big show. It's not going to be on this. Yeah. Whatever the Like a, a, a SummerSlam, a Survivor Series. Royal Rumble, Mania. Even a Royal Rumble. Like, I wouldn't do it at a Royal Rumble, but it's a big show, but it's more big for setting up the matches for Mania. All right. We will, we will end with this because what was – your favorite moment of WrestleMania 37 of either night one or night two? Oh, this is, as a fan, Bad Bunny showing out. Most of my favorite, like, fan moment. Best moment overall. I think Bianca just winning the title was. The raw emotion, the main event after everything – the closing, like the closing areas of the match, 
I can still hear the whip. Just, I haven't heard anything like that before, and it was just insane. And like in the wrestling ring, I think that was still to the same. You know, now that both matches has happened or both nights have happened, I still think that was emotionally match of the night. Technically speaking, match of the night is still sorrow and sad. Thing was a barn circle. That was my fine, my favorite moment of the weekend was Bianca Belair beating Sasha to win the title. Just because you look at, you know, I was talking to some people in wrestling today about this, like some journalists and everything, and talking to some friends about it. And then I re I rewatched that match this afternoon with my son. He thought it was. And this is kind of this is how I this is how I looked at it. And I was because he I didn't think at first because he was like, "Hey, why are you watching wrestling?" He's like, "You watched this yesterday." It's like, "Well, no, I got to work tonight." And he's like, "He's like, okay, he's almost he'll be five in a couple months." And he asked me, he goes, "He goes, Dad." He's like, "Why? Why are two girls?" Because I go, "I'm like, oh, you know, this is the main." Event. And he knows what the main event is. Like he. He's watched enough fights to know final match is the the final bout match is the main event. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, buddy, this is the main event. He's like, oh, yeah, okay. He's like, the final match of WrestleMania. And he knew it was WrestleMania because we've been talking about it all week. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, well, why are there two girls? So I explained to him, you know, the significance. And he's like, that's cool. And this is my form. And he sat. He doesn't understand, like, skin color and or nothing like that. But he's watching it with me. And I'm looking at him every so often just to see if he's staying he's staying glued in. Yeah. He stayed glued in from the entrance of Bianca to when the final scroll. And he said to me, he goes, that was really cool. I'm like, well, what do you mean? He's like... Oh, you know, they were doing this cool stuff. You know, and you could tell they he's like they were hitting each other really hard. And you seen all those people react. You seen the girl that won, she was crying, and I'm like, if my foreign and I'm almost crying right now because I just thought it was so cool. Yeah. And that's what wrestling's about, man. If we all look at this guys, ladies and gentlemen. We saw history. You can say what we want about tonight's show. But if we're going to look at the grand, the big circle of this weekend. We saw history this weekend. We did. And I'm proud of that because we're not running our head through the wall wondering what the fuck is going on. We had fun. We were watching. We were fans. Fans first, journalistic hat second. It was a historic moment because women don't get enough credit. And it's not just in wrestling. It's just in life. You know, I'm like, I got two boys. And I'm sitting there explaining it yesterday to this afternoon with my almost five-year-old. And he goes, he says, oh, that's cool. 
Mike, if he can get it, the rest of the world should get this. Women should be treated the same as men. It shouldn't matter of someone's skin color. It's still significant because we have a long way to go in this country. And this isn't going to be a black, white, Hispanic, Asian conversation. But for what happened last summer and what is going on right now in Minneapolis, you know, the world still unfortunately looks at color. It still looks at it as gender. It shouldn't be viewed like that. It shouldn't. I, I don't look at... I'm half Hispanic. I'm half Mexican. I don't look Mexican at all. My, my, my children don't look a quarter Mexican. They don't. They look like my wife. Thank God. But I don't ever, I don't look at you as, as Puerto Rican. I don't, I view you as Daryl. I have black friends. I don't view them as Okay, you're black. I don't view someone as white or Asian or whatever. I view woman as a woman. Who cares? Women have to work extra harder than the men. Why? I don't freaking know. I wish I had an answer. And that sucks. Because women do women do do equal or better work than men. They do. That showed last night. Because what are we talking about? Bianca Belair. Sasha Banks. Rhea Ripley. Oscar. But in terms of a final thought, is exactly what you said. We saw history. Hopefully this is the last time we have to sit and we have to have that type of conversation. We should be accustomed to now seeing women. And now I'm talking wrestling. We should now be used to seeing women in prime positions. In pro wrestling's biggest event. This should no longer be, oh, maybe. Maybe someday. They're fucking here. They have arrived. It took that 75-year-old man a long time to fi- get his head out of the sand and figure this shit out. Luckily, he's got a daughter who's got a halfway of a decent brain. To keep getting into his head, and the fans keep demanding it. The fans should get more of the credit than the boss's daughter. In all honesty, and it's not a disrespect to stuff. That's just calling it like as we all see it. Yeah. Hopefully, after what we saw last night, we no longer have to, that I never had, and I loved writing it. First, two African-American women in the main event of WrestleMania. First one-on-one women's singles match in the main event of WrestleMania. I hope I never, I don't have to ever write that again. And I'm glad. Because now they should just be expected. If they've earned a spot, God damn it, they should be there. The women work harder than the men. More often than not, the women are delivering in the ring better than the men. 
that's how I view this weekend. We saw history. I'm proud to say we witnessed it. And we get to talk about it. The women are going to continue to kick ass, make a lot of fucking noise, and let the world know we are we should be on and be treated at the same level as the men. I don't know if you got anything else to say, but I've right. been waiting to say that for a long time, and I'm I can't follow that. I 100% agree. That's all I'm going to follow it with. I tried not to cry. It's like it just weighed on me. Like, it's like, like watching my kid, like, he's fucking only going to be five. And he's having it. We don't have those conversations with him. Like, we watched. It was something we watched with women's soccer. It was a women's soccer team. They were playing Argentina in a qualifier. And he thought it was so cool. He didn't know girls played soccer. He's like, well, I'm like, buddy, I'm like, we right across the street, we have, there's a great soccer. This girl's like 11. Hell of a soccer player. She's awesome. Really good. I'm like, well, buddy, I'm like, Lily plays soccer. He's like, well, you know, like when you get older, girls do this. And I'm like, buddy. I teach you a ton. Like he, then he watched. We watched the whole game. He thought it was cool. So it's, it's, it's education. As long as people educate, women are only trending up, and that is a good thing. And we'll end with that. And this has been a great couple days, everybody. Um, man, WrestleMania is in the books. Dy coming up this week. You don't even notice because this happened this evening while I was covering WrestleMania. We will have video will be up with the new NXT Women's Champion, Raquel Gonzalez, who beat Io Shirai night number one, the main event. This is what I mean, women. Key theme, ladies and gentlemen, of the jury. Be talking to Raquel Gonzalez tomorrow. I will have that video up after, and you don't notice either. If I get my COVID test, dose one, baby. Got mine on Tuesday. What can I expect from this first dose? Your arm is going to be sore. Ah, oh, But it's not going to be like a sore, like, oh my God, my arm's going to fall off. It's going to be like, uh, hey, I just did 50 push ups. I'm sore. Oh. Oh, shit, I ain't done 50 push-ups. <laughs> I'm a pitcher, so I'm used, like, I'm a pitcher in baseball, so I'm used to that. It's just going to be in my left arm instead of my right arm. I actually, I had a book. My wife did it this afternoon. And then I'm, WWE reached out, and they're like, can you do what it, we have up? We're filling up the block with Raquel. And the time they had, it was the time I was getting my test. And I'm like, oh, shit, I got to see if I can reschedule this. Luckily, I was able to reschedule for an hour later. Okay. So I was like, so I emailed them right back. I emailed WWE right back. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, let's rock and roll with that. So Raquel, and I will get the second dose on May 3rd. So which means more than likely, unfortunately, I will be heading to Dallas for Canelo Alvarez and Billy Joe Saunders, which I will find that out this week. Can I go with? Don't. I don't want to go. I'll go for you. I don't want to go. <laughs> 
my employer is the one streaming and running the event. So more than likely, I will have to be in Arlington, Texas. Arlington, Texas. But we'll be talking to Raquel Gonzalez. If she will, if she talks about her win, another historic win, dethroning the great Io Shirai to become the NXT Women's Champion at night one of NXT Stand and Deliver. And also, Tony Harrison, former Unified. 154-pound champion. He returns to the ring on Saturday night. Saturday is an interesting day for boxing. I looking at as Tony Harrison will be headlining a show on PBC. Returns to Fox. Be talking to Tony tomorrow as well. That interview will be up later in the week. It's an interesting Saturday. You got Demetrius Andrade, Liam Williams. Earlier in the day on the zone at 3 Eastern, 2 Central. Dimitri Bevel. It's a big fight for Dimitri Bevel as he's in the co-headliner. The WBO light heavyweight champion. And then you have Tony Harrison returning later on in the night. And then you have the mega fight, D.Y. The fight we've all been waiting for. Triller presents Jake Paul. Ben Asker. Who's been waiting for this fight? Was he talking to me? <laughs> I'm, I'm not but waiting you, for this but shit. But you know what? We're going to do a podcast. On it. I'm not going to watch it. I mean. Oh, don't worry. It's the it's missus' birthday. You're, that... Oh, it's the missus' birthday. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's her birthday Friday. We're celebrating Friday and Saturday. Oh, look at, look at you, big spender. But, yes, there will be some type of Jake Paul, Ben Askren. So I will have to cover that atrocity probably. We got UFC this week. UFC, big fight, middleweight fight is the headliner at the Apex. Former middleweight kingpin Robert Whitaker taking on former interim middleweight title challenger Kelvin Gastelum. That's a fantastic fight. I love that fight. Big fight for Whitaker. If he wins, he'll be likely facing Israel Adesanya in a rematch. Izzy's got no choice now. He's going to have to face Robert Whitaker if he wins, whether he likes it or not. And we will end with that. D.Y., how can the fans find you on the social media? Uh, you can find me right here at D.Y. 21 or D.Y. will equal 21 on Twitter or and Instagram at Daryl17 Rivera. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at S. Mulehausen, J.R. Yes. And then you know what? Out of that whole shenanigans, I gained a couple followers. Nice. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm still reading the responses to it. Dude, I just stopped. There's so many responses, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is great. I fell down Some a people had my back. A lot of people had my back, though. Yeah. I will say to the people, they know. I know Corey knows. And I know WWE knows. Can I, can I just read this one really quick? The guy replying to Lance Storm sounds like an excuse. Not calling the match. Why didn't he run down the ramp? Nice dress shoes and high humidity and everything. Grab the ring announcer microphone and then make the call. (laughs) (laughs) Shit, that's awesome. I owe Lance an apology. Lance should have just kept his mouth. Nah, I love Lance Storm. Lance Storm is fantastic. Corey Graves is great. So I think Corey Graves is the best announcer in WWE. Oh, and don't forget, there is, we'll get into that. There's new commentators on Raw. 
Adnan Verk, formerly of MLB Network and DAZN and ESPN. It'll be Adnan Verk. Corey Graves is moving to Raw. And unfortunately, Byron Saxon is still going to be around. I don't know how Byron Saxon even stays employed. I don't know what the status is of Tom Phillips. I have asked. I have not gotten an answer. So it doesn't. I know Tom wasn't doing Mania because of COVID nineteen protocols. So I'm, I'm, they, there was nothing more to that. That was all I was told on that. I don't know who's going to be joining Michael Cole on SmackDown. I would assume Samoa Joe. I hope Samoa Joe freaking knock some sense into Michael Cole. I hope Samoa Joe starts wearing ring gear again. It's a concussion city is a motherfucker. And he's still out. I don't know when or if he will return, but he wants to come back sooner rather than later. But right now in the role he's in, Joe is kicking some major ass. We will be back. Actually, but we will be back tomorrow night. Yes, we are doing a raw podcast. The only reason we're, we, we don't do Raw podcasts anymore because every Raw is not worth talking about or SmackDown. But this is a notable Raw because it is the Raw after WrestleMania. There's always something going on. The Raw after Mania. So we will be talking everything and anything that's going on in wrestling and MMA and boxing tomorrow. But the main focus will be a recap of the Raw after Mania. Don't forget, you can also find the Walkway to Fight Club on Facebook. It's simple. Walkway to Fight Club. Like and follow the page. And also, YouTube. Simple. Subscribe to the channel. Leave this video a thumbs up. Leave a thumbs up to all our videos. Up there right now with AEW CEO and founder Tony Khan. The former WWE champion, Drew McIntyre. The former Universal champion, Braun Strowman. Raquel Gonzalez will be up. I'm hoping tomorrow, if I can... Get the graphics done right. I'm going to start filling around with that tomorrow. If I'm not busy, I'll be doing that. So, we'll have Raquel Gonzalez, Tony Harrison will be up later on this week as well. Don't forget, if the audio version of this will be up as well. It's simple. We're on every podcasting platform. Just rate, review, and subscribe. It's very simple. We make it very difficult, very easy. Audio will be up tomorrow morning. I do promise because it is time for bed. For D.Y. Rivera, I am Stephen Mielhausen. We will catch you guys tomorrow night right around like 10, 15 central time. Peace.